Welcome, everybody at home. You're listening to the Ordinary Church Podcast. I am Connor Hass. I'm here with Mike Shera. Morning, Mike. Good morning, Connor. And if you didn't know, if you're just tuning in from who knows where, uh, Mike is the pastor of Grace Church of Orange. Uh, and so we're recording in his office right now. And we have, I think, a, a juicy topic for you this morning. Would you say that's fair to say? I think we do have a juicy topic. And I just want to say that, you know, this is our this is our studio. The office became our studio. That's right. Last year. And we just yep. kept going here. And yep. we kind of like it. We do. Yeah. You know, yeah, uh, not yesterday, but last episode was 100 episodes of sweet. Uh, Ornate Church. So pretty cool. I loved having Winston Weber back. Yep. Shout out to Winston Weber. the uh, We love you, Winston. The original <laughs> podcast host. <laughs> The OG the, of the OCP. He is the OG of the OCP. Wow, man. He should put that on a boilerplate somewhere. I just somewhere. made That's... that up on Winston. I just made that up, buddy. That's pretty good. Yeah. Well, we do have a juicy topic today. And Mike, let me put it to you in the form of a question. The question is this. For believers, why is it so tempting to keep scrolling endlessly through the Twitter feed instead of feeding on the Word of God? Mm-hmm. Well, because we're sinful and we fall to temptation. <laughs> okay, so yes, um, we, we're sinful and we fall to temptation. But, you know, it's interesting. Like I was I was just looking. At, we're going to look at Hebrews 10 a bit. But I, I flipped over to 2 Timothy uh, chapter 2. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that it says, Avoid irreverent babble, for it will lead to further ungodliness, really more and more ungodliness. And their talk will spread like cancer, gangrene. Among them are Hymenaeus and Philetus, mm-hmm. who have swerved from the truth, saying that the resurrection has already happened. Therefore, they upset the faith of some. That comes right after 2 Timothy 2.15, the Awana verse. Proved mm. workmen are not mm. ashamed. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. But there's something else. It's sandwiched between verses 14 and 16. Verse 14 says, Remind them of these things and charge them before God not to quarrel about words, which does no good but only ruins the hearers. Mm -hmm. This comes right after being told, Remember Jesus Christ risen from the dead, and that the word of God is not bound, and that if we died with him, we will live with him. If we endure, we will reign with him. If we deny him, he will deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. And I bring that out because we are sinful and fall to temptation. And we do need constant reminders. So remind them of these things. Don't quarrel about words. No, present yourself to God as one uh, unashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. And then again, avoid irreverent babble. Their talk will spread like cancer. And think about all the things in our Twitter feed or anything else you go on you know, in social media. It is a temptation. It is magnetic because we like to see a fight. We like to wrangle about words. Wrangle about words is just the idea of of fighting and arguing and contending about ideas and words. And we're, we're kind of prone to that. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, make, that all makes a lot of sense. And just so, just to qualify for everyone listening at home, when we say Twitter feed, we really are talking about really this whole, the whole gambit of social media platforms. So anything that maybe you say, oh, Twitter's not my thing, but it's YouTube or it's Facebook or it's whatever it is. Question is just why is that so tempting? So yeah, Mike, I like what you're saying. I totally appreciate all that. Can you maybe expand even more? Maybe for anybody who's really, let's say that someone's listening and they they know that they love whatever their you know platform of choice is and they know that they spend too much time on it or it's it's pulling them in, in a way that's unhealthy. 
Can you diagnose the heart level things that are going on maybe inside of them that are drawing them into it time and time again? Sure. And I think I have to, you know, be autobiographical in others is because I've diagnosed it first in myself. Yep. Okay. And totally. so just let's be, I want to be really transparent on that and say, well, it's a need to be right, right? That would be pride. Uh, there's also, I think, the idea of, uh, of false judgment, almost a pharisaical uh, judgment that we can really adopt. And you know how it goes. When we go down the, the, um, the low road, it's really easy to be pharisaical in judging people and then not confess our own sins. Mm-hmm. And what you kind of get is a, uh, you know, a cauterized heart, right? The idea of a, of a calloused heart. So I think for me, I think that's what happens in my own heart where I have this need to be right. I have this pride issue going on. I don't like the way someone said something. I don't mm-hmm. like the way they, you know, position themselves in, in, in the argument. And then I get kind of pharisaical in judging them. And then what happens is it makes my heart hard. Mm-hmm. It doesn't tenderize my heart. What tenderizes my heart is the gospel, mm-hmm. the gospel that, that crushes my pride and the gospel that tells me that Christ died for a, a dead sinner like me and he made me alive. And so the gospel crushes my pride and also, I think, uh, tenderizes my heart. And I think that's where that's where I, I would say, um, you know, there's the cure. You know, the cure is to go to the gospel, to go to the gospel and go yeah. to the word. And again, I'll take you back to Second Timothy 2, where we started. Remind them of these things. Don't just remind them, charge them. Strong word. Mm-hmm. Like you must do mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Don't quarrel about words. It's no good. It only re- ruins the hearers. And you could say, well, is this talking about politics? Well, it could, I guess. Mm-hmm. Is this talking about you know pairing styles? I guess it could. But really, it's going to hit you the hardest when it's about God and his word yeah. and the veracity of Christ being who he says he really is yeah. and the word really being authoritative and conscience-binding. Yeah. Because so much out there is just garbage. Yeah. And it really is repudiating gospel things. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. it is interesting. I mean, I, I'm I'm not super active, but it does seem, like, and I and I feel this in myself. The things that frustrate me the most are things that are some kind of tangential, you know, aspect of who God is, or you know, who is what His Word is, what the Gospel is. Now, obviously, if something's not true, you know, there's right. It's right that we would react against that, but mm-hmm. but it's not. You know, it's not like oh, I went fishing this weekend. That's not what frustrates people. You know, it's the things that are closest to home. It's about the Word. It's about the Lord. So, yeah, absolutely. So, okay, so here's an interesting thing. You just mentioned this, and I think this is really worth noting. Not everybody is fixated on Twitter feeds and Facebook things and Instagram and all the other things that you can go to. Not everyone does that. So let's just say, like even for our listeners, let's just say you're like, well, that's not really an issue for me. And I, you know, I pick and choose. And just so you know, okay, for me, I look at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram couple times a day and I check certain things. Now, some days I never go to it, but a lot of times I'll go. And I like, you know, if, if you've ever seen what I post, I post, try to post redeeming things, gospel, Christ-centered things, and really try to challenge. And I throw out sermon ideas and things like that, okay? But um, what I do is I fill my feed with, with what I want it filled with, okay? But then there are times I do go check out what other people are doing 
especially people that are in our flock that are maybe behaving badly, okay? <laughs> Where it's like someone will say, you know, they're really kind of egregious online. Hmm. Maybe I'll go check that out a little bit. Yeah, I don't go correct everyone or anything. And, and it isn't probably the best thing for me to do because it just makes me downcast. Mm-hmm. It makes me sad. It does make me pray for people and watch myself as well. But here's the question. If you're not one that goes to a lot of social media stuff and you're like, you know, you know, you could even feel a little, I'm not saying you do. I'm just saying, hey, well, it's not tempting or magnetic sure, to me. Sure, yeah. And I feed on the word and I kind of like, I'm good. You guys are, you guys are losers, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Here's the thing. So ask yourself this question. What are my conversations filled with? Okay, because really, what we talk with people about on a daily basis mm-hmm. are the kinds of things mm-hmm. we find and look for online. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, really, it's like it's maybe not your it's not your Twitter feed. Maybe it's just your conversational feed. Totally. What is it filled with? No, it's super true. I'm, no. I'm convicted by that because as you're saying that, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm not the most you know active guy online, but when you play back conversations, a lot of times it's filled with either you know quarreling about useless things or uh, I would honestly say too, there's a sense in which, and this could be true, you know, maybe someone's problem isn't that they're um, online, you know, engaging with things because they're proud or because they're hard hearted or because they're angry. Maybe they're just trying to escape, you know, and they're just, they're just getting away from their real life and talking about things that don't matter. And I know that that can definitely be true of conversations as well. You know, if I play back the week's conversations, have they been about the Lord? They've been talking, you know, I've been talking about the gospel Maybe I've just been kind of wasting words. So there's that danger too. That's a big danger. I'm glad you brought that point out. That whole escapism thing, I think, is probably way bigger than we know. You know, it's funny you said that convicted you. Well, I'm convicted because I had the double whammy. My conversations in person and online aren't always what they need to be or what, yeah. what's most pleasing to God. Yeah. Now, I'm not, I don't wade in on conversations online much. Every once in a while, there's a friend of mine who says, So what's going on? You were dropping some fire. You know, and sometimes I'll drop a post that might be too close to correcting someone. And I really try to, I think I mentioned this to you earlier, that I try to control myself in that regard and basically put the message, you know, on my, in my notes on my phone or whatever and put, and write that out and then test it to my family, to a good friend, right? And say, do you think this is any redeeming quality, any, any redeeming value? And I think... Mm -hmm. You know, if you, if you ask the question, I know the next question coming is, so what do we do? Okay, what do we do? There are some things, and I have, I have, I want to bring out a few of those things. Yeah, okay. Okay. I'm ready for them. Bring them out. Okay. There's four I'm going to point out. And one has to do, the first two have to do with feeding. Uh, the third one has to do with filling. And the fourth just has to do with friends. Okay. So the first thing is, I think we need to feed our souls with the word of God. That's kind of low-hanging fruit, right? Mm. Wouldn't you say? Mm, I would say. But, but no, I, I mean, <laughs> that's a, if you're not starting there, then you're in a tough spot. So feed your soul with the word. Um, would you say that a lot of people neglect the word and maybe spend a lot of time on social media? I personally think it's more rampant than we know. It used to be, do you know how long people uh, watch TV? Watch TV? Or, now yeah, it's yeah. how long people stream. Yeah. Okay. People will say, I don't have a TV. I just virtue signaled. I don't have a TV. Well, we do, by the way. But I'm saying, see, people say that. But then they're but on then their they're, laptop yeah, all yeah. day long, yeah. you know, binge watching these, these, you know, season. I just did seasons three, four, and five, yeah. you know, and I haven't slept in three days. Yeah. 
Um, Proverbs 13, 13 says, he who neglects the word will be in debt to it, hmm. but he who fears the commandment will be rewarded. And the idea of neglect of the word is more rampant than we know. So feeding your soul with the word is big. Hmm. Number two, feed others with encouraging words. And I think that's important. If we're feeding ourselves with the word, hopefully less garbage will come out of our mouths, right? Yep. Ephesians 4.29, let no unwholesome word mm-hmm. come out of your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification, according to the need of the moment, that it will give grace to those who hear. Yep. So feed others with encouraging words. Yeah, totally. I frequently think, too, if I feel like, ah, just I'm not you know, letting my words be edifying, I'm not encouraging people with my life in general, a lot of times if I look back and say, well, what's my personal time with the, with the Lord looking like? It might not be so hot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I'm, if I'm neglecting that, then it's spilling out into every area of my life with unkind words and a selfish attitude and, and on and on down the, down the line. So mm-hmm. they two, the two go together. Right. Yeah. So first, feed your soul with the word. Second, feed others with encouraging words. And then third, fill your feeds with solid food. Okay, fill your feeds with solid food. For example, uh, on Twitter, when I open up Twitter, I have five, six, seven, eight really encouraging uh, tweeters, okay? Mm-hmm. People that are gospel-centered and they're not going to bring me down on the low road. Totally. So I think that's a big one. So what you're going to listen to or, you know, if you, if you, now you want to say fill your conversations with solid food then too, like it's okay to say, let's change the conversation. This isn't edifying. Oh, you're just, you know, being, um, what, godly? <laughs> yeah. Right? I think, yeah. I think, you know, you have to be willing to be brave with your family and friends and stand up and admit when you're wrong yeah. and say, you know, I've been too negative. I've been talking about people too much. Let's yeah. not do that. Yeah. I'm going to try to, or just stop doing it. And then people notice. Yeah, totally. No, that makes a lot okay. of sense. I think, well, you could speak in this too, but I think one of the things that we can be in danger of sometimes as believers is almost taking this like technology is bad attitude. You know, the phone is bad. Social media is bad. It's causing all this trouble. And it's not true. You know, technology is just really it's just, you know, tools, which from the very beginning, you know, mankind's been, even in the early chapters of Genesis, you have those genealogies and, you know, he was the first to work with brass and he was the first to play pipes and, you know, all that stuff. So if humans were made to invent and, and even create tools that we can do things with, and technology is one of those platforms, you know, uh, or I should say social media is just one platform among many that can be used for a lot of harm, but can be used for a lot of good mm-hmm. and can even be super edifying. Last week I watched uh, a super just encouraging video that almost brought me to tears. A believer sharing his testimony, diagnosed with cancer, but just this man had just a really sweet uh, love for the Lord and it was it was just really food for my soul. So don't you love that when yeah. you find something like that? It's like, yes. Yeah. yeah so, so let's go ahead and finish this list off. Okay. So feed your soul with the word of God. Number one, feed others with encouraging words. Number two, feed, fill your feeds with solid food. Number mm-hmm. three. And here's the last one. Find friends faithful and be a faithful friend. <laughs> so you've got feed your soul with the word. Feed others with encouraging words. Fill your feeds with solid food. And then find friends faithful and be a faithful friend. Or you could even say find faithful friends. Sure. The idea is, um, I'm going to take us to Hebrews 10, 22. Let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. That's because of Jesus Christ. Because we have a great high priest 
over the house mm-hmm. of God. Mm-hmm. Verse 23, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Verse 24, and let us consider, think deeply about how to stir one another up to love and good works, not neglecting, verse 25, to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So, you know, in the fellowship of believers, find friends faithful. Uh, find faithful friends and be a faithful friend. And a faithful friend stirs one another up mm-hmm. to love and good deeds. Mm-hmm. Doesn't pull each other down. Doesn't do things that are damaging or destructive, but encouraging and upbuilding. Yeah, that's super helpful. Yeah, appreciate that. If that would guide my conversations, whether in person or online, that would be such a filter, you know, to pass things through and would probably block out a lot of what I say. So that is our uh, prayer. Yeah. That is our prayer. And, uh, you know, by the grace of God, yeah. you know, God is at work in us to will and do his good pleasure. Absolutely. He wants to use us to, to please him. You know, he, and he wants to, to, uh, to say he's sanctifying us. So he wants to use us. And so, you know, the idea of going to Christ, looking to Christ, going back to the gospel all the time is the key. It really is. Mm-hmm. Oh, look to Christ. Yep. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Super helpful. Everybody at home, we love you and we're thankful for you. Thank you for listening to the Ordinary Church podcast. Uh, you can catch us next week. We'll be back with you. Until then, I uh, hope you have a great week and we'll talk to you next time. <laughs>